When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 850 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined today by the duo of David Bray, John Kozak. We are here. Ben is not. He is on his celebrity book tour. Mm-hmm. His first of many, I'm sure. Trying to get his book funky. His defiant crap. I shouldn't. I know, I know the title, Ben. Although, you know, I'm not going to apologize because he said he was going to send it to me and he claims he did. Mm-hmm. And yet... Lost in the mail. Lost in the mail. That's a good way to send a gift. That's how I'm going to do all my wedding gifts moving forward. Smart. Oh, JD's getting married. Oh, it's check the mail. Just keep checking. And then just say darn and then he'll forget because mm-hmm. he's, he's madly in love. Yeah. Is JD. Mm-hmm. Um, episode 850, as you know, we celebrate our milestones here. We go above and beyond when we hit those, and 8.50 is a big one. Yes. So we're going to talk wrestling. We're going to do the show on a Monday today, which is also new, and that's the end of the special things we're going to do. Stayed up all night, watched the Astros. I almost went to bed, then my son guilt-tripped me in a way, and then I felt like a fraud, and it was fun. So go Astros, to those of you that participate in baseball conversation. We've got some wrestling to get to, boys, Uh, but first... Let's check in. Let's check in with John. John, what's going on, man? With me? Yeah, you. Nothing. Good weekend. I'm ready to ready to talk wrestling. You know, the girls have been playing soccer, dominating on the field, undefeated wow. this year, and so I'm I'm fired up. Yeah, it was a big uh, big weekend for youth sports for our families. Oh you man, know? Yes. you've got you've got um I don't know, Kozak has somewhere in the neighborhood of six children, um all of which play playing soccer. <laughs> Bray's Bray's got nine. I just have two. Um, but how did the how did the he's on a team called the Outlaws? We have a lot of outlaw ties yeah. in our family because our wrestling club's called the Outlaws. Okay. His baseball team's called the Outlaws. Yeah, so but they're very different. I, I'm sure people are familiar. There's the the Outlaws wrestling team, mm-hmm. which we participate. Five one two. Five one two outlaws. Shout and out. then we're the Huddo Outlaws with a Z. So yeah, that's how you can tell the difference. That's both, pretty cool. Both have skulls in their logos. The the Punisher logo for the for the five one two outlaws just, just ripped just, it. We're just stealing that. Yeah, ours, that's ours now. That's outlaw behavior. That you is. steal logos. Yeah, um, I'm sure five one. I'm sure your Hutto outlaws uh, was stolen from somewhere as well. But yeah, big tournament this weekend in Hutto, the Hutto tournament, wow. and um, the the outlaws they made it to the semis, and that's where the that's where the run. Fell short. They lost to the Chupacabras. And, oh, wow. Um, Outlaws versus Chupacabras. <laughs> got taken out by the Chupacabras. It was not not close. But, um, you know, made it through pool play. Beat one in the quarters. Got beat in the semis. Sounds like a triple-A baseball. Double-A bat- battle. Outlaws, Chupacabras. It's mm-hmm. like dollar hot dog day. Oh, yeah. I could see it. Yeah, they were charging $3 for a hot dog at the concession stand. What an outrage. $3. You can get cheaper at Dell Diamond. I know. That is outrageous. Um, okay. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll... Get some intermittent ch- children talk uh, in between. But U23s has concluded. We've got some recruiting <clears throat> news. We've got some NCAA preview stuff. Wrestle-offs are already happening. More will happen this week. Um, first, the topic 
uh, of the day. U23 results. Um, decent amount of conversation around it. No golds for Team USA, but overall, five medals coming home. To which you're like, if you look at this team, you're like, hmm, might have thought we'd get a little more. You would think someone like Vito, someone like David Carr, you'd probably expect a medal from those guys. Um, but then we got some medals where maybe we didn't expect it. T Tanner Sloan makes the finals. Jacob Cardenas, or Tanner Sloan medals. Jacob Cardenas makes the finals. We had a couple other medals there. But all in all, what was your guys' takeaway from, from Team USA's performance? I, I feel like I've been become spoiled by Team USA performances. Yes. And so a lot of the losses that we had, especially losses from guys like Starachi, who mm -hmm. I expected to be you know in the finals or winning the tournament, um, David Carr, were were losses that ha that were super close. You know, they either like Starachi gave up points early, was coming back, just couldn't couldn't cap off the comeback. Um, Carr lost. Really, you know, heartbreaker last second. Sloan's loss in the finals was heartbreaker. And yeah. it just, it felt like the old days of watching international wrestling back, you know, 15, 10, 15 years ago when you knew our guys were really good. You knew they could win, but would they? Um, and, and that was not a guarantee. Whereas, like, recently, both senior level and at the age level, it's been – much more consistent that the U.S. pulls out those wins when it's in the margins late. Uh, so it, it felt it felt disappointing, but also, I mean, we're right there in all these matches. It's just a matter of capping it off. We weren't able to do it. In the moment, it feels disappointing. Then you zoom out, and um, Kozak did a little deep dive on our historic U our, our historical look at our U23 performance, and this was like kind of the best we've ever done, isn't it, John? Yeah, most medals we've ever had, and... I think it's interesting if you go back to 2017 because that's kind of when U23s kicked off. They used to we were talking beforehand used to be university um, worlds, which they didn't really have any age limit um, for that. So kind of a weird tournament. But five medals, the most we've had uh, since 2017, where we had three. And then in that time, there has only been a few gold medalists. Richie Lewis won gold in 2017. Uh, Bo Nickel in 2019, and then uh, Cassiope last year. So, I mean, I, I was just, we were talking, I was confused, like really confused watching this because we had guys that, you know, we thought David Carr, Starachi were going to like, you know, kind of clean up yeah. and, and look really dominant and veto as well. And then, and they didn't, but then you had other guys who you didn't really expect much from do really good. And even... Even a guy like Yaya, who d doesn't place, but he's like this close to beating Amir Yazdani, who yeah. was world silver yeah. last year. So it's just, I don't know, it's just really, really confusing. I think it's a good reminder of how good the world is at at wrestling uh -huh. and um, even just how impressive we've been at the uh, senior level is, is like really, we've been spoiled. Yeah. So we, we've seen the Starachi uh, Kazakhstan semi, right? And there was a... A time, Starachi gives up a go behind, and his opponent is working for a leg lace. Now, it, watching it, you're like, "This is a lot of time on top for this turn." I don't think you guys realize how much. So, I'm gonna let you guys guess how much time did uh, Yurgish get on top before he actually got the turn from the takedown, two goes up, knee hits to the actual lace. How much time? Mm, I'm gonna say like 22 seconds. 22. That would be crazy long. I mean, that would be crazy I, I, long. I feel like it's maybe longer, but I, I like I think a long period of time would be like 
18 seconds. That would be long also. It was 27 seconds. Wow. Yeah. From takedown wow. before the initial turn. It's almost a quarter. Uh, or, uh, what is that? Almost, <laughs> what is that? One-sixth of the one period? One-twelfth of the whole match. One-twelfth yeah. of the whole freaking match. It's an audacious amount of time to get on top. I don't care if you have the lace locked. Like, at some point, you need to get the turn. 27 seconds is totally insane. Uh, so, at 2.49 on the match clock, the takedown comes, and it's not till 2.22 for the, the actual turn. He he fought it that that long. Um, way too long. Not, yeah, I don't know what, what to say there. And then really, that was the, the defining position for that match, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of storms, he comes back, but can't can't complete it. But that definitely was a moment that stuck out. Uh, another thing that stuck out, I don't know if we, I sometimes can't remember when we've had the show versus what we've talked about, but Amit Allure com- completes the trifecta, which was, mm-hmm. um, it's incredible, but also like the order of the things happen makes it a little less climactic because it was such a foregone conclusion that she would win, and she did. Um, and her doing that, and I, you know, something that's obviously never been done, Team USA, probably unlikely to be replicated, but... What do we think about her long-term prospects? And she's between the Olympic weights. Hozak and I were discussing this before the show. But does she go up? Does she go down? What's what's next for Amita Lore? Well, I don't believe Amita Lore has lost a match since summer of 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so that's over three years. She's not. Do you even... know who that loss was too. Uh, that was that was in the semifinals at the U seventeen World Championships when she was fifteen. Okay, um, she is now eighteen. So, wh- like, <laughs> for a large percentage of her life, she has not lost. Like, mm-hmm. she was talking to Bader on the Bader Show about <laughs> about like that twenty nineteen World Championships. She's talking about learning from that loss. It's she must have a good memory because they. 19. One sixth of her life. Like that's insane. <laughs> yeah. We're doing a lot of fractions today. So, I mean, like I, she is. I think her long term future is really good. The most, the most obvious question is sixty eight kilos or seventy six kilos. Yes. And also related to that question is like, what's the depth chart look like at both of those weights? Um, if she's mm-hmm. sixty eight, obviously Tamira's in the way. Uh, if she is seventy six. Could be Kylie Welker in the way. Could be Kennedy Blades in the way. And is Adeline coming back? We don't know. You know, we don't know if any of those women are going. We don't know if Adeline's coming back, and we don't know if the others are going to go 68 or, or 76. They all kind of have to make that choice. Yep. Um, so, I think probably for the foreseeable future, her biggest competition is going to be in the U.S. Yeah. I. I mean, I want to see a meet versus Kennedy really bad. I think that's an incredible match. Don't know when or where we'll get it, but. It would yeah. be a good one for sure. Yeah, it's. I mean, you look at you look at her, um, her weight class, who she could wrestle. Like Amit versus Kennedy is really interesting. Amit versus Tamira. Amit oh versus Adeline. Like you'd like to see her wrestle all of those. And it's it's funny because she has all this success, and she's only eighteen. And the story is, what weight does she go for the Olympics? Like we're already kind of you know looking past yeah. like everything else that she's not looking past everything else she's accomplished, but. That's really the story that's the most interesting is what she's going to decide to do uh, in her future because we feel like she could win Olympic gold right now. Yes, yes. Um, so that was um, some U23s. Not, 
Nuggets. Anything else stick out? I thought Vito. Um, I'm I'm kind of wondering how many more times he. This Man. this performance makes me think for sure he goes 33. Um, I think the cut is just a, a thing. He's always been big. Um, he didn't look his best. I felt at, at this tournament in his loss. So I'm actually yeah. definitely could have won, but di- didn't go his way. I think we see him at 33 and remain there for for this season. Yeah, it was a t- it was tough. Like he he made some tactical decisions early that didn't help him, but um, but then like second half of the match, just he just looked you know even getting back to center and things like that. It yeah. looked really like he was really hurting. Mm-hmm. For sure, Cassiope was a champ last year. Bronze this year. The Georgian he faced was a monster. This uh-huh. guy was big, big dude, pretty freaking athletic as well. He was getting the legs really consistently. He had two huge fours where he got to a standing single, and I, I, I don't think um, maybe other outside of Gable, Cassiope's really experienced this, but the guy was able to step in because of his height and basically back trip for four on two occasions, which is really impressive. Uh, and then that guy gets worked by Masumi, who's so you, U23s was really really uh, <clears throat> tough at 125. I'm in this uh, this group chat with some Iranian wrestling fans, Flex. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's where I get a lot of my uh, my inside info. But anyways, I uh, I had said like, man, I I expected more from from Cassiope there, and one of the guys said, to be fair to Cassiope, Cassiope Georgia sent Goliath himself. And then, oh wow! <laughs> and then yeah. and then later they said, Masumi. Defeated Goliath. <laughs> it was just yeah. Really I, he he was a beast for sure. Yeah. I was I was impressed with him. Yeah. Um, very impressive. I I was super impressed with Cardenas. Yeah, he took out Maserati, who who was a bronze medalist, right, at Senior Worlds. Yeah. Um. Yep. This year, so I that was great. I really good look for him. I mean, the guy that wh- where is he on our depth chart at ninety two kilos? Um, assuming Jaden Cox is still the weight, which probably is a bad assumption but you know he's not he's not a guy that you would pick to be in final x with people like nate jackson in the way yeah um but he's beating world medalists i think that's really good for the depth chart and and makes me really you know curious to see him in his ncaa career yeah that's what make, makes me excited about like how mm-hmm. how much year over year improvement do we see from cardenas he's obviously in a great training environment with uh cornell and he's got Gwiz there as a upper weight coach um, kind of a mixed bag for him last year with, with the results. Kozak and I were looking over that this morning too as we were preparing for the show. But you can see some pretty quick improvement with some of these guys. And he's a he's a big, strong athlete. He's got some pretty dynamic attacks. So looking forward to watching him next year or this year, I guess we could say for the Big Red. Uh, anything else U twenty three wise that stuck out? I thought Cole Matthews. Did a nice job. Um, Carr's loss was, you know, he if he's finishing his single a little more consistently. I think he he can win. He wins that match. Um, anything else stick out for you guys? No, nothing too crazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Other news, big news from Big Jim. He's going to be a hokey, and you got to be feeling great about that. If you are a hokey fan, football or wrestling, and or he says both. Right now, it's both. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it materializes. Sometimes that you know they think about both, and then they do one or the other. I don't know a ton about his prospect as a Division One football player. Obviously, I feel great about his prospects as a wrestler. 
He loves both, he said. You talked to him a little bit. I know you got some quotes in here, but I'm sure there's more to the conversation. You want to get into that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that to me the thing that really stood out is that I, I, some of these guys that are thinking about – I mean, wrestling in Division One in general, you get a sense that they don't they don't really understand, like, the enormity of the task of just – playing any sport in college like just you know wrestling or football or whatever you get the sense that jim knows that what he's trying to do is a very very difficult thing yeah. to do um and and that i think to me that's that awareness is is important good sign uh, yeah good sign for sure and he's like he's just like man i don't want to have any regrets i think i think i can I, I think i can do it he's like i think I, and he mentioned the academic piece too like that's all a lot but he thinks he can do it yeah um he feels like cut out for it i i also think you know he's a guy that we've invited to who's number one the last two years and it hasn't worked out because of football and i think him drawing the lines between when it's time to be all in in football and all in in wrestling is also a good sign um so i think if anybody can do it jim is the kind of guy that that will approach it the right way and will put himself in a position to have success in both can he? That's that remains to be seen. But I I trust his attempt at it more than I would I think very many people. Yeah, it's it's an another interesting dynamic is Katka who has four years left for he was a huge recruit for Tech a couple of years back. He wrestled the the freebie COVID year and then uh, redshirted last year with uh, oh the Stanford guy Nathan Traxler. Traxler, thank you. Um, so now. Kako be the guy. Presumably, their their conflict wouldn't be for you know two years or so because um, you got this season for Kaka. Next year you could redshirt Mullen, mm-hmm. and uh, this is all if he decides to to wrestle in college. But it sounds like the the kind of united hokey front on, in recruiting him, like having the the football coaches bought in and the wrestling coaches bought in, like kind of uh, attacking him that way seemed like that that had an impact as well yes like he he said man both these both the coaches like were aggressive in the recruiting they they both wanted him um and they've talked to one another too like they Mm -hmm. they you know not just the head coaches but you know the defensive line coach um was you know involved in those conversations as well uh it sounds like maybe even the ad like was you know some way like small part of the conversation so um yeah getting Getting all that feedback, that coordinated effort, that was impressive. And uh, I, I also like Jim did say too. He he liked all of his visits. He enjoyed being on every campus. And somebody that I think really appreciated the the that process and and built genuine relationships with with all the programs. But it was that concerted effort from from the you know combined football and wrestling staffs that was super helpful. What did what was your uh, what, what were the other schools in the mix there? Well, I I think the part of the situation is like there were football schools and there were, there were wrestling schools that were like somewhat separate. Uh-huh. So I think that's partly why there's a difference. Cause you know, if you go back and think about some of the visits he's taken, it's to some non-wrestling schools. Like I remember seeing like posts from like Cincinnati, stuff like that. Um, and then wrestling wise, I think, you know, Michigan was definitely in the mix. Uh, I know that when like, some guys, there, when some guys committed to Cornell that he was close with, there was a chance that I think they were hoping they were in the mix. So I just yeah. think getting the two sports to work together was was really a differentiator, and I don't think that was happening at a ton of other places. Indeed. Um, see Israel Thomas in the chat. Shout out to Israel and his son Yaya. Yaya had a, a solid performance. Lost to uh, 
Little Yaz Donnie? Yeah, this close. Very close. Uh, that's pretty impressive because that guy is a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, some Oh, I forgot this. There's other stuff with uh, U23s. We had all these defectors. We had all, all these visa <laughs> issues. Sri Lanka. Two yeah. Sri Lankans <clears throat> said we will be Spanish now. They're done. They just no-showed to the mat. It's, like, it's weird. It's like, it's funny. So you look at our, we have our, uh, um, like if a match doesn't go up or if there's a little issue, um, we have a little slack and we figure out and we get the matches up. And Spay's in there and they're, they're talking back and forth. And one of Cassiope's matches didn't auto-archive because the match order got changed because of this Sri Lankan defection. So it's like funny how like this insane happening like impacts this little thing on our site and it's will, like will, it's like yeah. oh yeah <laughs> like that's a you probably didn't predict that this would be something that um impacts the the technology yeah will well, there be an asterisk next to this u23 world championships because sri lanka did not compete and that's I mean, and that's the real down part downside to this tournament is the, there's that what if factor what know? happens if these guys take the mat and don't defect i mean we'll never know we'll never know now unfortunately yeah. The, also, the um, the Indian who won at 57, I guess he's got a really cool story. I was looking at it um, a little bit yesterday, but he was he was orphaned at um, like 11. So he's in, and that's how he got into into wrestling, um, and uh, has been wrestling ever since he was orphaned, and now he's a, a world champion. So he's got a really Dang. really interesting that's awesome story. Um, and he was the only. The only men's uh, freestyle wrestler who was allowed to compete because of the visa stuff. Yeah, weird. There was weird visa stuff leading up to this. Um, a lot of the athletes could not get into Spain for whatever reason, and I don't know if they were worried about defection or whatever. But it was the Sri, Lank- Sri Lankans you should have been worried about. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, so that makes India's men's freestyle team uh, undefeated. Right. Yeah. Didn't lose a match. Best performance of the U23s, debatably. Uh, Keith Gothard mentioned how insane the workload is to be a Division One football and wrestler. That is very true. Mm-hmm. Very insane proposition. On top of the workload, it's like kind of like three full time jobs. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be it'll be a challenge, but we'll see. It's a couple years before they they get down to that. They have to make that decision. But good for Big Jim, and that gives Virginia Tech. A, I filthy. It was already a great recruiting class, and now I think that's five total big borders for for this class. Where where do you think that's going to ultimately stack up? Definitely looks like a top ten class. I think, um, especially with Big Jim being the you know kind of the crown jewel in that class, being the the the, uh, the biggest recruit, you know, the top recruit in that class. So um, yeah, that's a it's a really good class. Got to be maybe yeah maybe top five with that many recruits um so i don't know necessarily like where where those guys will fit in the lineup in the immediate future i think uh hunter hunter mason is going to be good um but they're they're relatively good i think at some of those ways so i yeah i don't know i think definitely a very good class do we have a 23 recruiting we already have rankings going for those yeah i want yeah check i want to check those out see where they stack up Mm -hmm. top 10 that feels like it should be higher. Yeah, it should be higher than that. Um, with with the because it didn't have a, a top ten guy until Jim, and now they've got that to go on Mac Church and Sonny Sasso is interesting. That was a um, 
I know they're extremely excited about about getting him. Yeah. <clears throat> so JD had them ranked eighth uh, before Big Jim committed. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's. Man, Let's look is, at some of these. Who's above them? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So above Virginia Tech, NC State, with six recruits, four in the top 100. No. Um, ahead of them. So they'll probably move up there. Ohio State right now is sixth. Uh, Rocco Welsh, Vinny Kilkiri, the two big ones. Ahead of them. Um, Oklahoma State is fifth. They have Cale Hughes, Braden Thompson, Jersey Rob. I think they probably move ahead of them. Yep. Cornell right now. This is interesting. Cornell right now is mm. fourth. Meyer Shapiro, who monster, a college coach from another team, told me at Super 32 that guy will be an All-American every year that he competes yeah, for I, Cornell. I agree um, with that. Uh, Michael Delegata, who I like him a lot. Is, he's on Big Jim's high school team. Um, Simon Ruiz, Tyler Ferrara. I Ooh. actually think they move ahead of them. I, I do, too. I think they move ahead of them. Penn State, Braden Davis, Josh Barr, Tyler Kasich. That's a good class. Oh. But – it's in this strata. Yeah, they might be. Virginia Tech might be third. All right, let's look at Michigan. Michigan's got five big borders as well. Caden Horwath, Hayden Walters, Sergio Lemley, Bo Mantanona, Dylan Gilcher. Ooh, that's where it gets tough. Yeah. I, I think, think they're third. They're in that two, three, four range yeah. between, you know, around Michigan, Penn State. Um, I th- Man, Sergio Lemley and Bo yeah. Mantanona both have and, – and Dylan Gilcher, really, all three of them have, have surged – uh, it turns out, look at that, Caden Horwath, Hayden Walters, Sergio Lemley, Bo Antonona, Dylan Gelcher, all five of those guys, Super 32 champs in their in their past. That's oh. solid. That's um, solid. Very good. And then we may as well finish. Iowa. Iowa's number one. They've got Nate Jezroga, Gabe Arnold, Ben Keeter, Ryder Block. And Man, Iowa – that That's close with Michigan. Iowa and, and uh, Virginia Tech are going to be – you know, people will not stop asking that question of – all right, Jim and Keeter, like, yeah. are they actually, you know, going to yeah. compete? Like, will we actually see it? Despite the fact that that's they have every intention to make it work, the coaches have every intention to make it work. It's still the reality. Sometimes doesn't like you know Keontae Hamilton. He's, he's playing done. football now, right? Yeah. Um, even though that was the expectation was he's going to do both, so you don't know for sure, and that may I, I don't know how much you know JD will factor that into his uh, his decisions, but um, well, yeah. Keeter seems like someone who le- legitimately could like have a huge, huge impact for for Iowa. It could be like a mm-hmm. on the football scene, mm-hmm. right? Like he seems like a a bona fide tight end. I think that's his best position, right? I'm sure he plays both, but um, man, if if that's a if that's a thing, and you you have potential NFL opportunities, like I don't I don't know if people see that with Jim at this point. I don't know. It yeah, doesn't seem know. like it, but. It's, Feels like that's maybe a possibility for men. Dude, I, Keter, I, I do not follow Iowa high school football, but I'll just see these like social media posts since like week one. Keeter with like I don't know twenty tackles, eighteen yeah. tackles, and then a, a couple weeks ago I saw he scored six touchdowns in one game. <laughs> like Iowa football is not a joke. No, he's in big school. Like yeah. big school. Yeah. So I'm looking at their like recruiting profiles for football. Yeah, they're both go. they're both three stars. Okay. But uh, Keeter's a little bit higher rated. He's like. Uh, on three has him ranked four seventeen nationally. Oh, okay. And uh, Jimmy Mullen Top is four twenty is like eighteen hundred. It's for you, so. Keith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and linebacker it looks like is his position. Oh really? It looks like. I don't know though. Um, 
it's just one one site. I'd use them at tight end. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get some TDs, boys. Yeah. Why not both sides of the ball? Two sports? Yeah. Yeah. Sports. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Yeah. Number four. Yeah, so he's the f- number 41 ranked linebacker in the country. Wow. Jeff Baxter apparently lives in Florida. Don't think he'd do that good down here in Florida. He's good, though. All right. <laughs> what? Chill out. Or Texas. Florida. Or Texas, for that matter. I think he would, actually, Jeff. Greatness transcends. I think he might be able to start in the Hutto Hippos. Yeah. He'd start for the Hippos. He'd start for the Pflugerville Panthers, maybe? I have no idea. I don't know. I think they're the Panthers. There's a school called the Hawks in Pflugerville. Okay. There's the Hawks are over there by Over there by Pflugerville, Typhoon, Texas. High school. Okay. That's Hendrickson, I think. Okay. I don't know what Pflugerville is. I think they are the Panthers. No one cares. All right, moving no on. No one cares. No one cares. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, so, but, but, you know, back to the original point about recruiting, Jimothy. right? I mean, that's, yeah, huge get, huge get for Virginia Tech. Um, man, I, I like. They recruit well every year. I like that class. Every single year. I like that class. Hunter Mason, Mac Church, Sonny Sasso, Logan Frazier. Um, it's fun. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, – so that's the big gym news. Next topic. Um, we want to talk about some wrestle-off results. We have a wrestle-off tracker, article, and a person. Mm-hmm. The person is John. Mm-hmm. He's right there. Doing He's one. the wrestle-off tracker. Yep. Um, Campbell just got it going early. Yeah. They cannot wait to wrestle off. Before they the official first day of practice. Before the first day of practice, <laughs> we are wrestling off, guys. Yeah. Uh, and I love that. Yeah. Uh, any – I think North Carolina had theirs on Friday. Mm-hmm. A couple of notable results. You want to chat about those? Let's chat. Yeah. Um, Joey Melendez beat uh, Jamie Hernandez at, what was at 133. Yeah, uh, that's big. By, by pinfall. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's that's notable. And you feel like, so I think they're going to be at um, Southeast Open early. So you feel like that's one of those weights where you kind of watch it throughout the season, uh, see how it unfolds. Um, but yeah, that was interesting. And then um, Iowa State, they have like just a ton of wrestle-offs. So they, if you go to their website, and the link is in the, the tracker, they have uh, their prelim brackets mm-hmm. where they, it was like between four and six guys, and they wrestle into the, like the winner's bracket to wrestle off the guy that's kind of sitting there. And so I think the biggest, um, the biggest, like interesting result was at 174. David, you were kind of talking about this mm-hmm. beforehand, where uh, Manny Rojas lost a close one to um, MJ. How do you pronounce his last Guyton. name? Guyton. Yeah, so three to two. And you were saying, what did Guyton compete at last year? He, he beat Levi Haynes in the Super 32 Finals at 160. And I, I mean, as I'm thinking about it, it's like, well, if you can't go 65 because of David Carr, you have a choice. Can you go? Can you make 157? If not, then try your hand at 74 it makes me wonder if he's if they're considering him for the lineup this year um or rojas too i mean either one of them they're both true freshmen both big time recruits um i I didn't expect when they both were committed there for them to overlap because because uh rojas wrestled like well i think the the what's the michigan way it's like they're a little different 171 171 they do whatever 171 he wrestled 171 this year guyton was 160 so i thought those are two different weight classes of people but uh apparently not for now yeah yeah so i think broderson too Mm -hmm. so they have a lot of Mm -hmm. so they have some interesting like the winner's bracket wrestle offs um 
at 41. You got Swiderski sitting there, and then um, I think what is it at 33? Zach Redding's there. Um, I think he dropped down from 41 last year. Um, but then uh, Panera Johnson will be an interesting one to watch too at 149. Um, so their actual wrestle off is I think the 28th. So a couple days here. But yeah, we're we're tracking them all and uh, some. It'd be nice if any college coaches are listening to like actually publish your results. That'd be really cool. Um, we like it when you do that. Yeah, it makes it makes it a lot easier, and um, that way I don't have to hunt you down. Ohio State's are this week. I know. I think they have like a preliminary day and then the real day. I don't know if we'll have uh, the 133 showdown. We were thinking. I don't know if they're they're planned to wrestle or not, but. Will be exciting. Any other? What are the the big wrestle offs? Um, There'll be yeah. This, I mean, I, Ohio State's is as exciting as any of them, really. I yeah, also I, I see NC State is also the twenty eighth. That is a team with just perpetual depth, and so, so much. I mean, their wrestle offs are like literally like NCAA qualifier level matches um, many yep. times. So I think that'll be really fascinating to see. Uh, curious yeah, for Pittsburgh. those. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, we talked about uh, North Carolina for a minute. It, it's interesting to see Jack Wagner beating Spencer Moore. Um, but the Wagner transfer from UNI. Uh, so, you know, maybe we'll see him in the lineup this year. Spencer Moore, he may, may need to redshirt anyway. The guy's Oklahoma. He's 17, so I'm pretty sure, that, that first year. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma um, has a couple of interesting um, roster battles. Uh, I know there's Wyatt, Wyatt Henson is in there at 133 with Madrigal. Or if he goes up to 41, um, Moshe Schwartz. Mm-hmm. And then 149, you still have um, McDougald and um, is it Mitch Moore? Uh, uh, I believe. Yes, Mitch. Yeah, those two. Um, so I, I think that's, you know, that's one team that you can kind of watch. And even at 197 for um, Oklahoma with uh, Tate Piccolo, kind of to see how, how he's going to do. Um, I don't know. They're kind of an interesting team to me. Yeah, I'm excited to watch Piccolo this year. Fun guy to watch. Greg Warren in the chat. All right. He says, Pflugerville Freedom Fighters, all with the PF at the beginning. <laughs> so Greg is very aware of Pflugerville if he knows how obsessed the people are with, with putting PFs on, in front of F words. Yeah. But not that F word. I haven't seen that one. Actually, used. I, I bet somebody's done Someone's it. Someone's done oh, it. It's on a bridge somewhere. That's on a bridge. That's on a sign. Um yeah, it's definitely. I bet you the high school, maybe the high school bathrooms oh, got yeah. that carved in there. I bet there's, I bet there's a there's a rogue group of students that shows up to the cheering section, that word, and then the other team's mascot. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. I can see that. I for would, sure. d- I would hope that they would not do that to the hippos. It's, what, but it's not a bad word. It's not a bad what? Word. What? Uh, there's a P in front it's of a five it. Five letter word. Well, you never heard of the five letter words getting. <laughs> yeah, bad those, those are fine. They're totally fine. Okay. All right, so that's the uh, that's talking wrestle offs. The season is is upon us. Bray and I broke down the, I guess the first eleven days of the season <laughs> yeah. on, on Thursday. That was a, a lot more than I realized it would be, but it ended up uh, being great. Um, where do you want to go next, boys? Uh, anything on your on your hearts or minds? Because we we've, we've been threatening to do this these team countdowns, but I kind of like just threatening and never doing it. But kind of think. You know, it's 8.51, so we may have to finally utilize this Let's segment. Let's do it. Let's do it. 
Uh, J- JD's been talking. JD should be on his way back. Um, he better be. He better not no, defect. He's, he's staying around. What if he defects? He's no. He is defecting. Oh. He, I think he's uh, he's visiting a couple countries while he's in while he's in the other continent. This. Uh, so I don't. Listen, I don't know when he's going to be. Back. Who manages this, is, this guy? This is just what a, is going on. This is a preemptive strike from JD because listen, the last two times he's left the country, <laughs> he didn't get back. In time, anyway. So he, he, he better just, not be planning on a honeymoon. He said, "Let's just, let's this just is a, enjoy." JD, this is your honeymoon. I hope Colleen's <laughs> with you because that's it. Yeah. I know you. I know we have unlimited paid time off, but even that has limits. Yeah. In the within the last twelve months, JD within the last six months, JD Raider has been stranded in Mexico City for a day. Yes, the word of our sweet prince. Yeah, he has been. He has been. What? Else, where else was he stranded? Rome. He got stuck in Rome yeah. on his way back from from. That was Bulgaria. an intention. Yeah, Bulgaria. Bulgaria. Yeah, yeah. So, he just happened to get uh, jammed up. So in this Rome. is a preemptive strike. He's just like, you know what? Let me just take a day so that mm-hmm. because it's going to happen one way or the other. So yeah, but yeah. now now it's what on if, purpose. What if he stacks that stacks another delay on there? Because like we're not fact checking these delays. Yeah, yeah we don't really point. know. No, Who's, he no he one? did tell me he was planning on he he said he could get like a cheap flight somewhere. I don't know if he's going to Sri Lanka. Whatever. I think <laughs> Sri Lanka. <laughs> Sri Lanka. He's doing a reverse defection. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the Sri Lankan government demands someone in return for the <laughs> athletes they provided. So, honestly, there's a chance that JD could beat the Sri Lankan uh, he probably, wrestlers. Yeah. He probably could. Yeah. Um, if I had yeah. to guess, he's, he's kind of a beast. So, so maybe he'll come back. Spay may defect to a Delta Lounge, <laughs> yeah. which would be the first person to do that. But if anyone would defect to uh, an airline lounge. It would be Spay. Yeah, I think Spay's thinking about getting a part-time job at the Austin Bergstrom International Airport just so he can go in the lounge after work. <laughs> yeah, he's just gonna work at the at the uh, at the taco deli mm-hmm. a couple hours a week and then just chill in the lounge. Yeah, yeah, he might do that. Um, cannot rule that out. Okay, so the boys are on their way back from from U twenty threes and. Um, with that, why don't we start talking about these seeds? So the idea was, this was JD's idea, which is why it was in my head mm-hmm. to mention him. Talk about the, the do a little countdown for the team. Start at the 20 and work our way down. And we did not do UNC on Thursday, correct? We did not. We did not. So this segment has it. not officially started until right now. So we're starting with number 20. This is based off our current tournament rankings. North Carolina is ranked 20th for now. And... Uh, so we'll start looking at their lineup here. So pretty solid. And we already mentioned their uh, their wrestle-off results, which we had 125. We got Jack Wagner um, with more red-shirting, and that seems to be all the more likely after Wagner beats him. The Their most competitive weight seems to be 33 with Melendez and Hernandez. And I would have said, and I think even Coach Scott in his interview with, with Kyle Kleeman said that Hernandez looks like probably the, the front-runner here, but now he gets pinned. So who knows what that means for that dynamic. I'm sure they'll be battling throughout the season. And then this is the the real meat of their lineup, 41 through 57. Lachlan McNeil, Zach Sherman, Austin O'Connor, all three of them expected to start. We do not have a full sense for um, UNC on, on O'Connor's availability uh, early on, uh, other than we, we just expect it to be limited, right? Yes, yeah. Um, expect them to kind of yeah pick pick his spots a little bit, but I think come postseason, I mean they expect him to be mm-hmm. all the way 100. percent Yes, and if that's true, you know I I, I think 20 they've got a, a good chance of moving higher than that. He's currently ranked eighth, so he's earning eighth place points, <clears throat> and 
Yeah. Like everyone, you look at 157. If you tell, if you just tell me, going into NCAs, it's 100% Austin O'Connor. There, there's a chance that's my pick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. At this yeah. point, I, 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 and maybe it, he's the rightful selection for that. Um, yeah. But there's there's gonna be so many, so many freaking dudes at mm-hmm. uh, that can contend at that weight, but. I think a lot. I think a lot of him. I think I made that point before. Yeah, last year they had three All Americans. They had Clark make the finals, and then two eighth placers in O'Connor and Lout got thirty two points. They finished eighteenth. Uh, so you feel like feel like they could have a tournament like that again, where they could be kind of in that. Obviously, they're ranked twentieth, but if like everything hits, they could jump up even to you know pushing top ten. Um, if if O'Connor does make the finals or win and they get really good production out of Lachlan McNeil. I mean, 141 is, is really wide open mm-hmm. this year. Clay Lau, Gavin Kane, Max Shaw. I mean, Zach Sherman passed all American. So it's like, you feel like they could get three, four, five all Americans. If they really, really all hit at once. O- yeah. O'Connor having a torn ACL losing in round one and then wrestling back is really insane. Like that's not, you would think it'd be something where, if you told, if you said he plays and he loses to Dijon Cassie, you'd be like, okay, so he probably, you wouldn't expect him to be able to wrestle back, but mm-hmm. he freaking did. Mm-hmm. Um, he beat Model, Jacob Wright, Hunter Richard, and you say, okay, but then he beat Humphreys mm-hmm. in the round of 12. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then and then defaulted out. Pretty yeah. impressive. If you look at the, on the rankings, the, the current team, like points that they're earning are included. So North Carolina currently, Projected to score 19 points before bonus at NCAAs, and you know Kozak mentioned even top 10 seems within the realm of possibility. Northwestern is 10th, and they're projected to score 41 points. So, could could this North Carolina team score 41? I think that is is mm-hmm. probably about that's, the ceiling. That's high. That's probably about the ceiling, but um, but they could. I mean, that's but but yeah, if, if O'Connor won it, that's like 20. Four-ish, probably points. Right there, twenty-two to twenty-four mm-hmm. points. Yeah, I mean, uh, those points alone, you know, would would move him up a couple spots, and then yeah. if you, he wins, you know, and they get two other All-Americans. That's forty. But yeah, you you, you need almost. someone to have a Keyshawn Clark type thing, and those those things don't happen often. Right, right. right. Um, um, you need Sherman to really come out of nowhere. You need Lachlan McNeil to really be the truth. And for Sherman, one. that's going to be tough. You know, no, you know, no coming on Sherman, but it's like. 11 he's one of 11 returning all americans at 149 pounds and there are other new guys in there too that are going to be good so um just 149 like like, yanni's in there 149 is going to be a tough weight to to get on the podium there are a lot of good guys in there yes it will be tough uh but they have lao lao kind of gets forgotten in here so yeah 65 i have no idea what they're going to do uh fea is that how it's pronounced yeah looks like he won the wrestle off but that was not one of the names I had listed here Mazzara, Estrada, Santiago. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, um, Santiago was wrestling in um, U23. Yeah. He wrestled Carr, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got Lout, Kane, Shaw, Whitman, which is a, a really solid. This is a really good dual team, um, top to bottom. They've got guys. Oh, and I have a little questionnaire for these teams after we've kind of finished sort of previewing. Um, so it's max upside, how many AAs, higher, lower than current ranking, better dual or tournament team. Um, so max upside, I would say, is probably in that top 10 range. You know, you could say Austin wins, 
Lau really could be like a top three or four guy. Yeah. Re- realistically. Uh, that puts you at like 40 or 32, 34-ish points. And then it's finding the next 10 points I think is going to be tough. Yeah. You need Sherman to, to really ball out. You need Lachlan McNeil. So I would say t- 10th would be the, the mm-hmm. max upside. Yeah. That sounds that sounds exactly right to me. How many AAs? I'll say so I'd say if there's an over under, I would say two and a half. Yeah. I'd probably take the under at two. I would feel good about two. I feel I feel good. I mean, Lau right now is sitting at number five and Who's ahead of him? Dustin Plot yeah, feels, he could feels beat beatable. Labriola do is super good. Makai Lewis, Carter Starachi. That top that top three, Starachi, Lewis, Labriola, those those guys all seem super solid. Um, but like Plot, and then after him, Ethan Smith, Demetrius Romero, Phil Canigliaro. I think yeah. he's on the podium, and I think it's a matter of whether it's you know fourth or seventh, seventh. you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I think he's on the podium. I think two is is pretty secure. I'm very curious about Lachlan McNeil, 41. Yeah, um, and he's probably their b- biggest mystery, and and could have a really high potential there. Yeah, and that's someone. Let's let's find uh, UNC wrestling schedule. When will we? Learn things about Lachlan because they go to Southeast. They go to Southeast. Uh, Milner could be at Southeast. Or no, that's 49. Um, who's at 41? I just did that. Oh, uh, uh, well, preview. Tech will have guys there. They've got Girardi and Crook. Yeah. They wrestle. So they wrestle Michigan, but 41 for Michigan. Not that's strong. It's going to be a Matin, I think. Mm-hmm. There's always a Matin. Yep. If there's a weight under like 149. You're not sure who's going to start for Michigan. It's gonna be a match, and they're gonna do pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You wrestle Ohio State forty once. That'd be like Demilio. Yep, Demilio's ninth. That's a good test. Good test. Collegiate duels. I don't know who they're. I think their matchups are known, but I don't know. I don't remember. F and M. We may not. It may be kind of hard to know when he when he gets into that ACC schedule. He'll have you know Girardi, uh, Cedeno are both ranked for Virginia Tech and Virginia, respectively, and then also Ryan Jack. Will be a good oh, test, yeah. and obviously Cole Matthews. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have to see who goes to the southeast. Southeast is Casimir from Columbia. He's the highest ranked he's guy. Good. He's tough, but then there's really not. We mentioned uh, Girardi, Cedeno, maybe Jordan Titus as well, but mm-hmm. um, not at 140. Uh, at Southeast 141 isn't the craziest bracket. Okay, well I'm excited for that. I'm <clears> excited <throat> for Lachlan. Interesting prospect because we still don't really know mm-hmm. where he's going to fit. Uh so okay. That's their max upside up at AAs. I'm going to say two. Higher or lower than current ranking? I will say higher. Yeah. I think they will do better than 20th. I yeah. do too. Mm-hmm. Better duel or tournament? I say duel. Mm. Well, that's interesting. I got them ranked 17th right now in our duel rankings. There, Anytime you see this kind of depth, or not depth, just like top to bottom, they got dudes. Um, that's pretty good, and they have enough. Like they have some guys that could be getting bonus with with Austin. I think they're a better dual team. I'm just gonna stick with it. Yeah, I think if you do like a dual tournament, a uh, hundred times, you do an NCAA tournament a hundred times. I think they'll finish in the top ten more mm-hmm. as a dual team than a tournament team. When you put it, I ran it through the yeah. simulator. When you, when you simulate it like that, I think I I agree with you. Just because you feel like. How many times are they going to get more than 
for all Americans, yeah. right? But with the the depth in their dual team, they they feel like they could beat a lot of good teams like around that Wisconsin, Iowa State, Northwestern mm-hmm. um, area where I feel like they could go up higher in a dual tournament. Yes. This this is to me it's like a very similar dual team and tournament team like to for for a team like North Carolina who you know who is who is looking for that spot in the top 10 who's you know has those type of goals and aspirations. They have what you need in a tournament team. They have a contender. Yeah. They yeah. have other all-American contenders. Um, so they have those elements of a tournament team, but then when you look at a dual team, they have that too, right? They have like that top to bottom. So I, to, it's hard to, for me to, to pick one or the other because they're they're similar in in, in both aspects. It's not, yeah. Know, so, but yeah, I, I, they're probably a better dual team, but I think it's it's really close. Yep. Okay. Well, someone's thanking you for the excellent preview piece on the Southeast Open, John Kozak. You're welcome. He called you JK. Okay. Are you getting? Uh, People have called me that in the past. Really? But now with the whole Harry Potter thing, it's like you, yeah. you oh, want J.K. Rowling J.K. to have yeah. her, kind of her space. Yeah, that's her space. Because you're kind of dueling authors at that point. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's been read more? Your th- Southeast Open preview or The Prisoner of Azkaban? I had a friend call me J.K. 47 one time. Oh, that's kind of... I, I did not like it. You didn't? No. Mm-mm. He you, continues to call me that. I you just don't, don't acknowledge it. You don't acknowledge it? No. But you've just acknowledged Why? it publicly you on yeah. yeah. This was this, Man, this was not a good way to not acknowledge it by mentioning it on a national broadcast. Well, uh, international broadcast, actually. Interna- worldwide, yeah. yeah, worldwide. This is like this is like the Tiger King uh, show. It's, it's on, on the internet worldwide. <laughs> it's on TV worldwide. Yeah. I guess I should say when he calls me that, I just you don't acknowledge don't it. Acknowledge Why that. you don't like you don't like the firearms? Yeah, I don't want to be. Asso- I don't want to be associated second, with that. You don't want to be associated with the Second Amendment. With that kind of firearm. Mm-mm. What That's... kind of firearm you like? <laughs> what, what are you packing right now? Everyone on the flow wrestling team always has a gun on them. Yeah. It's one of the neat this things. is Texas after all. This is Texas. Um, okay. Speaking of Texas, let's talk about Stanford. <laughs> They've got a team. They're ranked 19th right now. Um, I'll run through their lineup quickly. Stop me if I'm wrong. Um, 125 Provo. 33, Jackson Desario, 41, Jason Miranda, 49, Jaden Abbas, 57, Charlie Darcott, maybe Hunter Garvin, I don't know, 65, Shane Griff- Griffith, Tyler Eichens at 74, Nick Addison, Nick Stemmett, the GOAT, and then Peter Ming, 285. This team doesn't seem as good as North Carolina to me, um, but they have Shane Griffith, yeah. which I think well, helps a lot. One one big question I have is uh, is – that 57 range is Daniel Cardenas in the mix at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I think he may be more of a 49, but uh, just yeah, curious what they're going to do at 57. That's the biggest question. If I, I think Garvin, from what I've heard, it sounds like he has the potential to even be a 65 moving forward. Oh, like eventually, okay. obviously he's not going to. They're not going to give Griffith him the spot over Shane Griffith, right? So, but um, I think we're going to know a little more about them. After the App State, I can't remember if it was an opener invite, but I believe they're going to send a lot of their freshmen to that event, and, and we'll get a look at them and see how college-ready they look. Uh, but to me, this this feels like not as solid a dual team as North Carolina, but a sort of similar tournament team. Shane Griffith is also like O'Connor and NCAA champ in the past, um, definitely a title contender. Abbas, an All-American in the past. Uh, but then it's like, who's the next 
who's the next best guy? Is it it's probably I don't know Aishins. Mm-hmm. Um, that 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 one and two feel pretty similar to North Carolina, but then after that, I don't know that they keep pace. Yeah, um, I want to look at Abbas's year. I remember so much energy and hype after he destroyed G and then uh, gave Yanni a real tough match. That a lot CKL, of people were talking about. No, it was in the duel. Oh, and, that's right. 3-1. Yeah. And then um, and then he didn't have a... Well, he lost to... He did good at CKLV. He only lost to Yaya. Yaya and... He um, beat Crooks. He beat Mitch Moore and Blockus. He lost to Lovett, too, at CKLV. That happens. Yeah. Lost to Lovett. An injury default against Lane Stigel. Doesn't count. Kyle Parko lost. Dominated. He got majored. He got pinned by Legend Lamer. He got pinned by Josh Brown. He got pinned by Corey Crooks. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had a rough end of the year. These are in a row. At Pat Close, at Pat Close, he got pinned. Oh no, he won. He pinned Josh Brown. Just kidding. And then he got pinned by G at NCAs, mm-hmm. who he previously beat fifteen to six. So you wonder, like, was so I don't know what's up with this guy. Injury or something? You He's know? all over the place. Uh, he did beat Josh Edmond. Beat him up too. Nine three. So I don't know what to make of Jaden Abbas. I, I believe in his talent. But last year, I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how you take what I'm sure. There's like if you know Jaden or if you're on the team, you're like, oh, you know everything that was going on in these matches. But all we have are the results. Mm-hmm. It's all we know. So you look at these results, and it's sort of tough to make a real conclusion. Other than it could go either way, which is no conclusion at all. Yeah. So yeah, this point. team, let's let's run them through the through this questionnaire. Um, what's max upside? How well could this team? I don't know if top 10 is possible. I don't think so. Um, because even if Griffith wins, which obviously could happen. Yeah. Um, who has a better chance of winning? Shane Griffith or Austin O'Connor? O'Connor. Okay. You, no hesitation. No. I mean, that, that way... The 157 is just by nature way more wide open. 165 so deep, yeah. is so deep. Like 165, you have a lot of guys who could win, but it's hard to it's it's hard to pick. One, it's hard to pick against O'Toole right now. Yeah, how good he looks. But two, it's it's hard to pick any one single guy to come through that meat grinder. Where 57, it just feels easier to see O'Connor come through. It feels easier to see Brayton Lee come through. It, it just seems like. I don't know, more more likely, more possible, but um, I know those are, I don't know, kind of contradictory if statements. You, if but. you gave me a, a, a right now, and maybe this is a different question, but you said right now, gun to your head, who places higher, O'Connor or or Griffith? I think I'd Ooh. probably I think I'd probably go Griffith. Yeah. Hmm. I just feel v- more confident that he'll be in the top two or three just because he's just, he's just that guy at NCAAs. Like mm-hmm. what he did with, with Wick, even though that was – Totally bizarre, um, but I think he probably believes he can beat Keegan O'Toole. Maybe he can, maybe he can't. Mm-hmm. David Carr's obviously could be a test, but I would be stunned to see him outside the top three. Whereas with fifty-seven, yeah, you could see him a lot of a lot of places. Yeah, a lot of different places. I still feel like o- O'Connor. I I like him better to win than Griffith with with. And Keegan yet I and yet I agree with that also. It's kind of tough. Why we're only comparing these two because their teams are back to back. All that to say, I I don't I see that maybe fifteenth if like, yeah. Shane wins or gets second get, with some bonus and maybe Avis gets on there at eighth or something. But as we mentioned, one forty nine's 
really deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I mean, I guess that... And I don't see a lot of, like... I don't see, like, a Zach Sherman type or a Lachlan McNeil or... Yeah, I, I feel like UNC is just a better team. I think so, too. I, I think their one question mark is 57. If Cardenas or, or Garvin are able to go in there and be effective and, yeah. you know... Which we, you can't you can't predict that right now. Based we haven't seen anything, so can't predict it. But that's the one sort of remaining question yeah. that could could give them a higher potential ceiling. But yeah, I don't think I think fifteenth is is about about the max right now. Even that, like fifteenth, fifteenth, Princeton's fifteenth. They're projected at thirty one and a half before bonus. Like that's where are those all? You know, those are a lot of points. You need Griffith to win. And you need somebody else on the podium. Both those things are going to be hard. Yeah. Possible. Definitely possible. Have yeah. happened before. But. And you just can't count out what Rob Cole does, too. Yeah, great point. Um, that's the kind of prevailing thought just with any of his teams. But there's, it's still just very early for him. Yeah. Nico Provo, what does he look like? I mean, that'll be interesting. Could, you know, is there going to be a little Rob Cole magic there? That'd be good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Okay, so that's Stanford. Other wait, other questions. I'm not. I haven't completed this questionnaire. Better dueler tournament. Um, higher. Well, no, you're skipping ahead. Oh, higher wow. or lower than current ranking at end of the year? Mm. It feels about right. It feels about right. Yeah. So, what are they projected to get? How many points? I just 19. think. I just 19? think they oh. lack the X yeah. factors that could like. Twenty. Sorry. They could hit the roll of the dice guys that could maybe do it. I just don't think they have enough of those guys. So 20 would have put them at 25th last year. Well, this is all before bonus. Before bonus. Yeah. How many points was the 20th place team last year? 28. Uh, Then I'll say it back. That's it. They finished worse than 19. So that's that's kind of a lot of points. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say right in that 20 to 25. And better duel or tournament? I'd have to say tournament. I think so. Mm-hmm. They're not ranked. I don't have them ranked in the top 25 yeah. for duels. I guess we have a, a, a sort of an authoritative. But, but who's to say? I ran them all. He ran them all? Mm-hmm. He ran them through this. He has a simulator. Simulator. So yeah. Yeah. I don't have a simulator. I just have my brain. Yeah. Okay. So that's 19. We've done two teams now. Now we're going to go to you and I. Where uh, 25, they no more Brody Teske. He's gone. Right. He's an Iowa Hawkeye. No more Jack Wagner. He's at UNC. So it looks like Kyle uh, Goldhofer. I'm not familiar with his work. 33, Biscaglia looks like the guy. Kind of a mainstay. And it sounds like Land for sure going to redshirt this year. Corey Land. Um, Kale Happel, solid. Colin Rilbuto. You know, if you listen, I'm high on Colin Rilbuto, his talent. Derek Holschlag, Austin Yant, Lance Runyon, Parker Keckeisen, John Gunderson, and Tyrell Gordon. This this is an interesting one because I, I do this like if you compare it to um, Stanford, it seems like they just have more bullets on mm-hmm. this team, but mm-hmm. they they don't have the big title contender. But do they with Parker? It's like yeah, they, I I know that the Aaron thinks like he's his toughest competition, and I know they felt that way for a while. But, um, you know, he he's gotten a lot better. He's really good. We feel like he's not going to slip behind what third, 
Yeah, th- that's the thing with Parker. You just there's like not a scenario where like oh he's just he has a bad tournament. Like he's just so solid, consistent. His style is a nightmare for everyone he faces. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I kind of feel like he's gonna place get some high points now where do the other points come from that's the thing that's I'm like, the thing i'm trying to figure out how they have 20 25 projected points like wh- literally where are they coming from is, is it real buto real buto could be ranked kind of high yant and runyon both had moments Robuto's ranked 10th that's like yeah, two that's points much yeah um like two points everywhere i'm not getting teskey points are they that'll be bad mm. no um, well, what's Yant getting? There, is Yant the one that beat Whitlake? Yeah. Let's see what Yant's looking at at 165. Yant is ranked 12th. They might be getting two points at every weight. Like, they might be one of those teams that's, you know, they're just getting a little bit here, a little bit there. Uh, Biscoglia is ranked 18th. Runyon. Uh, Runyon's 12th. Oh Happel's 16th. Man, they're, all, they're they're scoring the hard way. They are, and the U and I way. That's right. Gordon's twentieth. Uh, Tyrell's yeah. Tyrell's scoring some points. Man, right, like a point. This just does feel like a classic like scrappy U and I scrappy team. They're you got gonna a win bunch some of tough duels. Who yep. are just gonna be top twenty all year, and you feel like you know you feel like that this is a kind of team you love for duels, and then you feel okay about for. A tournament team because if they can, if they can punch a couple guys through, then you're you know you're bumping up. And that's and what you up. can't discount. Like, do, do they punch someone through? Do they does who? And I don't know the name. And maybe you know some you and I insiders will, will hook it up. But like, who are they seeing coming? Like, is it who's going to break out for them? We know what Parker's going to do, but is it a Runyon or a Yant or a Colin? Is there someone like poised to do it? And that's something we'll find out. Sort of soon. What's their schedule like? There's wrestling. These man, their duels are always so much fun. They're a blast. So I'm really glad to, you know, looking forward to getting those guys back uh, on the site. So just every every match is great. Grandview Dactronics uh, and then All Star for Parker. Shout out Harold Nichols Cyclone Open. So they're hitting the open. It's open season. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to Cliff Keen. So that'll be a great okay. test for them. Uh, and then they have the UNI Open the next week. Collegiate duels, Soldier Salute. And then they get in their Big 12 slate. Closing the season with Wisconsin. Okay. And then Schwab and Bona will fight at the end. Huh. I and can see I'll, it. That's happened. That's announced. They're going to do that finally. That's cool. That's yeah. smart. They're, they're, uh, since the real pro wrestling, remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now they're going to they're gonna settle the score. Honestly, who wins that match right now? Those, they're, they're those both two guys like, stay in really good shape. They're both like still ready to go. Yeah, Bono just ran 100 miles like last year. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a joke either. That's actually a point. That's a point for Schwab because yeah. I don't know if you recover from something like Schwab, that. Schwab just climbed Mount Everest on a rope. Yeah. He's always yeah. climbing Mount Everest on a rope. Dang it. They're yeah. both insane people <laughs> doing both. crazy physical challenges. Exactly. Um <laughs> I feel like I feel like that match doesn't go to the distance because one of them gets DQ'd for like punching. Yeah. Um, you could. Yeah, there could. But be- then they they end up hugging at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. The chat's saying Happel is gonna have. A oh, it could be Happel. Yeah, yeah. Forty one's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. All right. Um, 
So he was 17 and 10 last year. Let me find this. Uh, lost to. He went 0 2 at Big 12s, losing to Carter Young and Andrew Aliras. Um, Did he beat Carter Young earlier in the year? I might be just totally misremembering that. No. Okay. He lost 10 6 and 10 5. He beat. So Happel. Let's look for his big wins last year. Alan Hart. Okay. That's a big win. Yeah. Um, What's the Berglund 12-9? Berglund's good. Drogan Mueller's tough. Yeah. That's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. We'll see. He beat Todd Not Small in uh, 2021. Long-time listeners. I'm curious about this questionnaire for this team because I think it's Okay, so let's get let's get to the questionnaire. What is Max upside? Can this team get in the top ten? I man, I don't. I have a hard time. I don't see it. I don't see the. I don't see the other points. Yes, I see Parker's points, and I don't see even if let's say hypothetically they punch someone else through, which would be from where they were last year. All these guys, if they mm-hmm. get someone, one of these other dudes on the podium, yeah. that's a tremendous accomplishment. All right, how about this question? It's a right. little off questionnaire question. Mm-hmm. How many guys will they have wrestling Friday session two? Right? Blood round, mm-hmm. like in that in that mix. Not all Americans, blood round. Three? Yeah. Tops? Maybe. Three. It's hard. Making the round of twelve is really so, hard. So last like, year about this. last year Northern Iowa, they took twentieth. Twenty eight and a half points. They got Got guys in 14 and a half, and then they had one and a half points, three, three, one, one, three and a half, one. Yeah. So exactly the same this you know, is, scenario yeah. that they have here. Like, I think they're going to have, I, I, yeah, I, I bet m- most of their guys are going to win a match at NCAAs, at least one. Um, I don't think they're going to have 0 and 2s, really. Uh, are they going to win one? Are they going to win two? Are they going to be around a 16, around a 12? Like, that's, that's where a lot of these guys are going to end up, I think. Mm-hmm. So maybe they get like an accumulated. 10 points from mm-hmm. those guys. And mm-hmm. then Parker scores yeah. 14. We had 14 and a half last So maybe year. he gets 16. Um, so they're probably right around. <laughs> yeah, right around the same. Keith mm-hmm. Gothard. I used to smoke weed with a max upside. Okay. <laughs> Good dude. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can't with this guy. Um, don't do drugs, kids. Uh, is uh, that real, Keith? <laughs> I kind of... If it wasn't Keith, I I went to I went to college with a guaranteed. No. Yeah. <laughs> guaranteed. Yeah. In elementary school, we had when we were in fifth grade, we had kindergarten buddies, and mine was named Justin Case. I'm not joking. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of that one. His um, mom. Just come on. <laughs> my, this lady I taught with in in Virginia always thought she's like, because uh, well, when I worked at the at the psychiatric hospital for kids you you get some names mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. and so she would always bring up this uh guy she she went to school with named harry tush wow which that's bad <laughs> that's a tough one uh this and this is that was like in the you know it's a, probably a better time to be named harry tush back in like the 60s and 70s when she was a child yeah this day and age it's you gotta you need to go through a legal process and get that changed yeah come on that's just tough um. Um. Okay. 
No, I don't know where we <laughs> okay. were. I'm sorry. Questionnaire. Question Iowa questionnaire. Uh, Tournament team, how are they going to do? Better or worse? How many AAs? I'll say one. Yep. I'm saying so. one. Thanks. Higher or lower than current ranking? This is another feels about right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, w- punching one through outside of Parker yeah. could – so you just gotta like. But then it's like, if something goes weird with the seeds and he ends up on the same side as Brooks and he gets third, then it's like, I mean, now you're like, I don't know. It, yeah, it could be. I think if I had to go one or the other, I, I think it feels about right. If I had to go one or the other, probably lower. Nick Corneccioni, Corneccioni, I think I got that right. And a name uh, went with someone named Hunter Farmer. Okay. Would have rather been what about hunter gatherer? Yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. That'd have been even better. Um, when when Brittany used to work at this, uh, like, kind of like a Make a Wish type thing in South Dakota, there was a kid who, who no, Mir- Children's Miracle Network. That's what it was. Wow. There was a kid who miraculous won, who won who won that or whatever. His name his name was Easton West. <sighs> Man, that's a South Dakota name right there. That is that's South Dakota, o- Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Questionnaire. Which better, duel or tournament? Duel for sure. Definitely. Um, he said Hunter Gatherer was his Twitter handle. That's smart. That's great. That's what I would have done too. Thanks, Nick. Uh, Nick, Nick, I'm going to try your last name again. I want you to tell me if I'm close. Um, Cornaccioni. Tell me if I'm close. I pride myself on my pronunciations for Facebook chat. All right, so better duel or tournament. So we, they're definitely better duel team, um, in my opinion. Okay, want to do one more? Let's do, do it. one more because this is a good one. NC State. Ooh, 17. The Wolfpack. Number 17, which like you read that, you're like, man, they're ranked 17th. They're almost always higher than that. But um, he's saying Cornichone. I'm not, I'm not going to. You need to lean into it a little more, Nick. Um <laughs> Okay, so the interesting thing with NC State is, is so in our lineup look that that uh, Mark did, Mark Spezia, I think it sounds mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. He has Trombley listed, but we talked to very recently talked to Camacho, who said he's going to be back second semester. Okay, or that's what he's targeting now. Mm-hmm. Willie, I don't know, but if that's the case, he'll he'll be the starter, which will bump up NC State significantly. Even though Trombley is like. What a what is a great guy to have in, mm-hmm. in case, right? Um, Kai O'Reini at 33. Ryan Jack, 41. Luke Arberg, maybe, at 149. Ed Scott, Donald Cates, Joey Milano, Trent Hidley, Isaac Trumbull, Tyree Houghton. Now there's a host of heavyweights there. Um, that could be tough. That feels better than, than 17. Mm-hmm. It, it does because Trent... And Isaac has great potential. Kai, I mean, Ryan Jack, I like a lot. And then if you presume Camacho's back and is Camacho-y, yeah. he could place. Um, okay, Nick Nick has responded. I'm sorry, NC State, you're out to hold while we get this pronunciation. It's That's Americanized. Italian is Cornacchione. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I would do it. I would go with that one, Nick. But you know what? It's your life. And it's probably a little easier just to say Cornicone. So with with Camacho, Trent Hidley, Trumbull, Ed Scott, 
this this team has real real potential, mm-hmm. I think. And that's not to ignore the other guys either. Like it feels like this lineup, assuming Camacho has a lot more upside than than uh, the other weights we've mentioned. Yeah, Trumbull's not getting much. He's all the way down at number nineteen right now. And Ed Scott, you know, he's the guy with the yeah. win over our current number one. He's ranked seventh. He's ranked seventh. Um, I think we all have a lot of faith in, in what he can be. Mm-hmm. Ryan Jack is ranked eighth. It wouldn't be crazy for him to move up a couple spots. Um, also, for him to not be on the podium, like either way. Yep. Um, they have heavyweights galore. They've got Tyree Houghton. They've got Chase Horn. And they've got uh, the other guy from Long Island. What's his name? Ollie. <laughs> Ollie. They've got Ollie. Um, two, eight, five. Uh, Owen Treffen. Mm-hmm. That's a guy, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, the Long Island guy's gone, I guess. I can't remember his name. My memory, as you guys have probably noticed, it's slipping. It's slipping bad. It's really annoying. I used to be like Rain Man with this wrestling stuff. Now I'm forgetting names. I just remember he's a pretty tough guy. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, they got options. They got options, is the main point. And I didn't forget that part. So this is a this is a really good team. So let's let's run it through. And oh, also, is there a chance we see Arrington at forty nine for NC State? Yeah, I mean, I they've got the five they I, can use. Yeah, we talked about it last year. I'd be I'd be super interested to see them giving Arrington spots, giving Finn Solomon spots at forty nine. Um, see how those guys look. Uh, I think there's a lot of options there. Um, so then you know a guy like Milano, they 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 are really good at developing guys and bringing them along and so i wouldn't be wouldn't surprise me at all if milano was creeping up the rankings by midway through the season yes um so i see let's run it through the questionnaire max upside man okay if i said this team got two in the finals am i crazy nope it's not crazy Nope, could, I'm I competent see, to stand trial. Fifty-seven and eighty-four could that could happen. Yeah, and then Tr- Trumbull is an All-American contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, legitimate Ryan Jack, solid. He's Camacho. Ranked, he's ranked a place right now. I'd say this team could be. You guys are. Are we crazy? You guys are really giving them a lot. Throw 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 some I water mean, yeah, on our you, fire. If you say max upside, I'm just trying to. Think where you guys are putting them in. Is that approaching top? If if you give two finalists, that's what 40, 40 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then how many more All Americans did you say? All Amer- All American contenders. Eight of them. <laughs> eight <laughs> others. I mean, Ryan Jack is ranked to finish eighth right now. Ryan Jack, you Camacho, Trumbull. That's they're all you know they're all they all are either in or out right. There could be well everyone is. Yeah. Everyone is either in or out, but they're guys that could they could do it. You could see it. But so you that, could also—it's not like you're guaranteeing them to places. What I'm saying. So that like, gives them another 20 points if they all got on the podium. That'd so be that'd be trophyish. So that's 60. That's yeah. That's challenging top five. Yeah. I'll say eighth. Yeah. Max I mean, upside. if you're saying max upside, <laughs> corner cone, they could they could break Gable's record. They they could that no, is, but no, but this te- this is a team that like has the potential to win a trophy. Has the potential. Whoa. Look, they have the potential. If they had two in the finals and three more on the podium, yeah, 
Man, is that going to get you up? Two in the finals is ambitious. We were talking about this in the office. I'm just saying it's, it's like, you know. Who, who are the trophy teams this year? We were talking about this and how it's like that fourth spot. Is... I'm feeling good about Penn State. Penn, I'm pretty good about Penn State. State. Kind of, okay. Iowa. I feel good about Iowa. Um, And then, I, I mean, Arizona State. Iowa. Maybe. Pretty good. Arizona State. And then Ohio, Ohio State, Michigan. Right now. The oh, number four spot is, yeah, wide open. Right now, between Cornell. Ohio State, Michigan, and Missouri, there's a point and a half separating them. Man, I feel like Missouri's t- yeah, tougher, Missouri's tougher than this team. I do, too. I do, too. Doesn't sound like it. If <laughs> we're talking max upside, like within the realm of possibility. If we're talking about smoking weed with max upside, <laughs> then we can get them on, and then we can get them a trophy. If they had two in the finals and three more on the podium, that could that could do it. That could do it. Dang, dude. I'm not saying that they will. I, I think that top 10-ish is more where I feel like they will end up. Yeah. I I do think it's a top 10 team. Um, so it's Camacho. like – Yeah. If they have Camacho. If it's a t- – but, it, yeah. So if it's like Max Upside, Keith Gothard's friend, top, they could they could trophy us. Yes. They could. Yeah. I, I'm saying I, – I still, yeah, I think that's a little bit much. But I'd say – I'd say eighth is where I'm where I'm feeling for NC State. Which is good. Um, so higher, we all think this will be a higher ranked team than 17th come. I do. NC2A mm-hmm. wrestling tournament time. How many AAs? You gotta put. You gotta put a number. I'll I'll give you an over under. Just to, I'll say. I'll say two and a half. Give I'll me say over. Give me the over. Yeah. I, I think three. I think they're gonna mm-hmm. get three. Yeah, I think so too. Hey. Uh, When's our next watch party? When's our, when's our first watch party? Our it's been a long party. time. It's been a long time since we partied. Well, we Let's were party with Max Upside. We were cons- <laughs> we, yeah. Give Max Upside in the chat, please. Um, we were targeting November 11, but I think we may have a different plan now. Yeah. So uh, I think I think December 4. Okay. Keith's yeah. asking for it. Well, Keith, we're gonna be partying. We're gonna be partying. Don't worry. Not like a max upside party. No, more, more like, like sitting in here watching wrestling, and talking, drinking about coffee, it. maybe. Yeah, maybe JD brings a a, a bush. JD will tall bring, boy. He'll crack a bush. He'll crack yeah. a Keystone Light every once in a while. Yeah, think, you know. Let's go. Um, the the Flow HQ has just a preposterous amount of alcohol in the in the fridge right now. Just, but not this building. Not this one. No, not the other the, one. Not the party building. No, the party building's pretty dry. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we did that. Let's see any. Uh, oh, I forgot to paste the questions in here. Let's see. Stall for me, guys. Also, I have NC State ranked number twelve in our dual team ranking. So you. So okay. So that. But the question is, are they a, a actual better dual team, or are they just like? Is is that because right now the rankings for the tournament side are not accounting for mm-hmm. Camacho and not account, accounting for strength of the team? I don't know. When you were factoring in dual rankings, were you looking at Camacho as part of the team? Mm, I don't think so, but okay, that was a long time ago now. Um, I think I think with their you know with their team, you look at how they would fare against teams in like that similar um, that similar tier and the tier below. I'm gonna try to like separate them into yeah into dual tiers. Um, I felt like that was kind of where they where they fit in. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean Trombley's not much of a drop off. Camacho, when you look at like a dual format, yeah, that's true. Uh, did they get a bump for 
for any furniture destruction. But trend. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah. is that During, a forward bump or a regression? Oh, that's forward all forward the time. Bump. During that dual atmosphere, you're breaking furniture. You're thinking. I, I see. I think he's a. I think he's a dual liability in that way. Oh, team point. He, team point factor. Yeah, but if you get if you give up a team point, but then that broken chair inspires Isaac Trumbull to go out and pen somebody. Yeah, morale. You just made up two. You just got two plus two. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, that's. Yeah. And that's where the sabermetrics of wrestling really come into play. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the way the back of that chair is exploded off yeah, of Yeah, he's it's detonated. It looks spring-loaded. What a beast. Incredible. Um, okay, so yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, CJ Kemp wants to know, why do the top four teams at NCAAs get trophies? Is that in case of a tie? I've never really understood that. Four is sort of a strange amount. Three feels like the number. They'll give five if there's a tie for fourth. They'll just they'll just make another one. That's true. Is he asking? I think that happened. Why they get trophies instead of some other kind of award? Uh, no, I'm I think, just joking. <laughs> no, I don't know. Four? Why four? I, I don't know. Why is it why four? four? Yeah, they should be three. Should be three, but I like four because then it makes trophy talk more of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. It really expands the number of teams that can get trophies. You know what was you know what was really an unfortunate uh, realization that I had in high school. We our, our cross country team was third in state twice. They give two trophies. Just two. We got third. Right. No trophy. Oh, dang. Third. Well, Buffalo Gap got second my sophomore year. So, you you know, you only needed two trophies. I got a trophy. No, I didn't. I, I don't know what I got. What did we? We just got medals. Mm-hmm. Medals. I mean, some international tournaments, they give suitcases. Jimmy you, Kennedy got a car once. A car, apartment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's third, pretty cool. Better than trophy. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, how does Sam Cooper... At if you want to follow Sam, it's at Sam Coop four five two three five three six five. Okay, got that. Yep. How does your opinion of Strachi change after his performance? IMO, it was just one position. It cost him the entire tournament. We have no idea how he'd fare in the finals. So I I do think it was very obviously a freestyle position. Mm-hmm. Listen, you don't get twenty seven seconds on right, top right. without a turn. You get that much time if you're getting turns. And then there's a little pause, and you're kind of the, yeah. You could spend 27 seconds on top. You can't have 27 seconds to work yeah. for a turn. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, time time was up, and because he fought it so hard that it looked imminent for a long time because it it was, but no. So how does it change? Um, it doesn't change. I don't think. Well, for me, I kind of thought he was going to win. Yeah, he didn't. But like, mm-hmm. for me, listening to him speak about himself and his confidence i like you started kind of convince yourself the guy cannot lose like he can't be beat. <laughs> yeah i was like well he's, he's obviously gonna beat everyone like it just seems and he wins he wins close he wins a fair number of close matches against the best guys and so it's but it, it's like oh well maybe he's just one of those people that's always gonna win no matter how close it is mm-hmm. and no matter how many times it's close and so for him to lose it's just like it's just a reminder that it is within the realm of possibility, you know, on November, November 22nd at the all-star classic, it is hundred percent possible oh, yeah. that, that Makai Lewis beats him. Yeah. And if that, ha- like, so it's not like I didn't know that before, but it was just, I guess a reminder that like, this guy is human. He is, despite what he you know says about himself, like he has the ability to lose a wrestling match. And uh, I don't know, like I was starting to think that maybe was never going to happen again. Well, come on. I mean, what not never again, about? but I'm talking about this is not a guy that his opponent was not a guy that we were like, no, okay, you know, watch out. This is, you know, one of the top, top, top guys in the world or whatever. So I don't know. It just, it, it feels a little more, uh, it feels slightly more vulnerable. 
Yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't, from a folk style perspective, I, I'm not sure it means much of anything. Um, it doesn't change a ton. I mean, he lost to Marsteller. Um, Marsteller's elite, obviously. He's also beaten him. So I don't know. Uh, it, it doesn't change a ton. You, one thing that I kind of forgot is this is his first international tournament ever. Yeah, good point. And so there's a, there's a learning curve there. It's, it's really different. And he learned that sometimes you get, he's probably defended 10 second leg lace attempts many times, 12 second attempts. Probably never defended for 27 seconds straight. Mm -hmm. So you get some things you probably never experienced in the room and it's on the, on the big stage. Now his opponent did not win the finals or mm -mm. give us a little, uh, do you have a little color there? So yeah, his JK. opponent, yeah. Um, going into it, he, he really wasn't, um, on my radar that much. Your guess, but he did, he had a solid year. Your guess is as good as mine. Your guess. <laughs> uh, so he, he had a good year. He beat, um, Buddha Zhapov, uh, from Kyrgyzstan who ended up taking uh, World Bronze at Senior Worlds last month. So he beat him earlier in the year. So, you know, top 10-ish type guy, 15-ish in the world. Um, but then he ended up losing to the uh, Georgian in the finals, uh, Gam Kralidze, who I think was the Senior Worlds rep in, uh, at, at uh, Worlds a month ago and didn't, didn't place. Um, so, I don't know, you feel like... Starachi is solid, like top twenty-ish guy in the world. I think I have him ranked fourteen or fifteenth right now, but definitely still, if you're looking at world level, you know you you still feel like he's a tier or two behind the top the top five-ish. So yeah. where if he's gonna, I feel going into world team trials this year, I was like, man, is Starachi gonna beat Burroughs? You know, you kind of felt like could this be the year? And now after U23s, I feel like there's still there's still a level mm -hmm. he's got to jump yeah. if he wants to challenge someone like Jordan Burroughs or any anyone else in that, uh, that top two three tier. Yeah, and I think if you're gonna play the play a, a game that's you know close and it's about a couple exchanges, you you can't give up big big mm -hmm. chunks of points. Um, yeah. Um, okay. He did though. I mean, he did score a lot of points early in the tournament, which was really he scored good to a lot see. on that guy too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I mean, he was he came he almost came back. So that part was really really good to see. Like, yeah, he was he was opening up. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. he's darn good, darn good. Very good. Okay. Uh, well, let's go. We did the show. This was fun. Um, as you all know, we're on the Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'm gonna keep announcing it for a while, so we won't be back tomorrow. We'll be back Wednesday. Ben will allegedly be back. We'll see. You know, who knows? This book thing could really take off. It goes for sale tomorrow. So I'd encourage you to buy it. This is just free pub for his book because he's he's my friend. I, I want him to sell a lot of books. And I bet it's really good. Ben's an interesting guy. So please listen to that. We will see you on Wednesday. We hope you guys have a great, great Monday. I like starting the week with this show. I hope you guys do as well. Um... Thanks so much, and we'll see you then.